everybody. Perfect. Thank you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, on this episode of the Transatlantic Rebels podcast, we are going to be talking about Nicki Minaj's most recent album called Queen. So uh, we're currently recording this a couple of weeks after Queen dropped, so we've had some good time to digest this, and also all of the drama surrounding the album itself, which frankly has unfortunately overshadowed, (laughs) what, in my opinion, the actual album. It's turned into this gigantic situation where almost every day something is happening, which I don't know, it's strange. I'd love to, go, I'd love to know Rashad's thoughts on this. Um, this isn't a film, so we don't need to do a spoiler alert, but we're going to assume that you've listened to the album. And um, so, Rashad, what are your general feelings around Queen and, um, and its relation to all this news that just keeps breaking all the time? Um, before I get to the news, I mean, basically, when I listen to it, I'm not fully a Nicki Minaj fan. I mean, I'm a kind of agnostic towards her for the most part i mean the, the main thing i like from her was a monster the monster verse everything else is kind of like i can take it or leave it or whatever like that but um but i know in the run to this album i know she's been stressing out over the whole cardi b taking over the number one spot bullshit and everybody propagating it on social media i don't i think the kids to be honest with you i think the kids can care less about any of this shit but um but social media has been kind of like going back and forth with this so when the album came out on that friday i gave it a shot and i listened to it and i was like okay it's pretty decent it's fair. It's not the greatest thing in the world. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's just there. It sounds almost like everything else out there for the most part. You got a couple of good songs, and then the rest of it's kind of like, huh, eh, okay. But because she's been on this, um, I've never seen a, a, a big star act like this recently. Like this. I mean, this is something that that happened like in like the mid two thousands. But somebody who like having like a, a public breakdown because they're not getting the attention that they think they need to deserve, and then pretty much aimed at everything and everybody is just weird to me. Um, I guess I'll get to later, but I think part of the problem was is that she came across this whole entire thing being like antagonistic towards Cardi or whoever else comes out at the moment. And instead of acting like if you're the head, if you if you're the top selling female hip hop artist, you should be the one trying to invite people in at this point rather than trying to push them away because they're a threat to your um your uh your crown or whatever like that. And I guess the whole entire thing with um her and uh Remy Ma didn't help at all either. Yeah, I mean I agree with all of that. Coming at uh, uh, from my perspective, I'm a big Nikki fan. Like I've seen I've even seen her in concert. Um I've got all her albums. Um like a quick rundown. Pink print I've also reviewed her previous three albums for rapreviews.com. So uh, but this one I'm I'm just not even gonna bother to be honest. There's just too much to cover like in terms of the all, all the other stuff. So Pink Print, I think it was an okay debut. It was all right. I've never really had a lot of affection, but there are some really good songs and there's some promise on there for sure. Um, the second one, which is Pink Friday Roman Reloaded. Um, or Yeah, I mean, oh my God, I love the album. I absolutely love the album. I kind of like, I rated it quite lowly because 
there's um, the second half especially just has a lot of really variable content on there and it kind of drags the whole thing down. But if you take like the best 12 songs from it, it's incredible. Like it would be, a, I think it would be like a, practically like a nine out of 10, frankly. If you took like, or say the best 10 songs, it would just be incredible. Uh, Pink Print, she had that breakup with Safari or, or, or whoever and then just kind of, it, I felt it derailed the whole album. Like it could have been really good, but it just didn't quite work. But there are some good songs on there, especially at the beginning, the first kind of five, six, seven songs. And um, and that that was a long time ago as well. Like I was thinking we haven't actually done a Nicki Minaj podcast before. I was thinking, oh, you know, why not? We've covered so many female artists of all different ilks. And we've even done Cardi B's album earlier this year. Um, but we've never done anything on Nicki. And I was like, well, Pink Print was four years ago. No, four or five years ago. I can't remember now. It was that long ago. And I saw her in concert just after that, about six months after that. And... Funnily enough, I mean, the, the hype at that time, I mean, they, was, they were selling two-for-one tickets at, like, like just in the run-up to that concert. Like, it was not packed or anything like that. It was a strange one. So, I, I mean, I am a big Nicky fan in a lot of ways, but I'm not a Barb, put it that way. So if there are any Barbs listening, I'm not one of you guys. I, I would not go that far, no. Um, so in terms of this album, like, I'll give my quick my quick take. I'd give it like a maybe six and a half out of ten maybe maybe a seven or something i think there was some my initial impression was better and then I, i've almost it's been just over two weeks and i've pretty much stopped listening to it now to be honest there are a couple of songs that i really like and and there are others that, i don't know it's just she's kind of annoyed me now as well i have to admit i think as you were alluding to before i think she's just going way too far now and a lot of it is attention seeking and she's throwing her toys out of the pram and i'm really conscious because you know like the media loves to sort of crowd in on on um, especially on black women and they never get a fair shot and everything like that and I, but i'm a nikki fan and and i'm just saying this as an upset fan that i think she's just taking this way too far cuz there's something coming out almost every day now and and the irony of ironies is that we're doing a podcast about this and and you know a few years ago she had this big go at joe budden or whoever saying you know podcast or whatever and and now she's got her radio one show, her beats one show rather which is basically a glorified podcast isn't it i mean let's call a spade a spade so i i don't know i just i just think she's on this downward spiral right now um and and there are reasons for that we'll get into later so i mean why don't we start off with the positives of queen what what did you take from it that you are actually feeling um this is one of them albums where it's like it has 19 tracks and i feel like like the the first i think if, i think if she just it's weird for me because i think if she just cut it down to 10 songs and then just started from ganja burn to chun li it'd have been a lot more solid to me and then the rest of the, the other half the other half could have been like on like a um like like bonus tracks or whatever like that i think there's a problem right now i think with with albums right now i think Depending on who it is, depending what they're trying to go for. If you're trying to make an album last for a little while, I think at best you should do like a like a ten track album or maybe eleven or twelve, and then like just leave the rest off for like a bonus track or whatever like that. But then there's also the danger of these lately. Lately, there's been ones with like six or seven of them. I think that might be a little bit too short at this point. I think ten to twelve might be the the, the sweet spot. And I just felt like the first half of it was more enjoyable, but then when you hear the second half, it kind of your mind kind of starts wandering. And I think that's and I think that's hard in this era because there's so much stuff being thrown at us right now. And it's but here but the but the plot twist is it's not being thrown any more than what's been thrown before. It's just the fact that we don't have like a singular thing telling us what to listen to or watch, like MTV or BET or anything like that. Like we're all watching the same thing, so we all get to it. Now it's like a wild wild west. So it's like there's so much stuff that's out there to go search for, 
It's like like five or six like different albums coming out every week, and you're not knowing where to go for. It. So you really can't afford to lose people's attention half an album in sometimes. And I think that's a miscalculation. I think she tried to like play every type type of trend in this album, and it kind of wound up backfiring because after a while, you, if you're a listener and you're taking the whole album in, after a while when you get to the end of the album, if your mind goes to the fact of you know this is too much stuff, then it makes the album look worse by comparison rather than you doing like a ten or twelve track. And going, okay, that stuff was good. Maybe there had been kind of hits and misses there. But overall, it was strong. But I think that might have been the major problem for it. I, I enjoyed a lot of the first half. And there's some stuff I played over and over again, like um, Barbie Dreams or Majesty or even Bed. I like that one. Most of that stuff was enjoyable. But then after that, Chun-Li song, it just, I just like, okay, I got you. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much just described every Nicki Minaj album, I'd, I'd argue. Um, you know, the, it always usually starts off really well for like five or six songs. And then after that, it's complete pot luck, or at least like the first half of her albums tend to be good. And and then you just don't know what you're going to get, especially she tends to kind of backload um, R&B songs in, into the second half. And, and she's not, I mean, listen... <sighs> She's not like a terrible singer or anything, but she's supposed to be a rapper. I mean, she's a rapper. Come on. You know, like she should have given up on this wannabe Rihanna shit like a long time ago because it hasn't worked. Like very few of her things. It's one thing if she's singing choruses like in Starships or something like that, but she's not believable as an R&B artist. She's not. Whereas she's a, you know, a very, very good rapper. Um, So I just think stick to your strengths, you know. Um, that's not trying to limit her, but it's just it, the quality level just doesn't, it just does not hold up under cro- uh, close scrutiny. And I, I kind of agree almost entirely. Uh, the only thing is I'd add uh, LLC after after Chun-Li because I think LLC works. But after that, it's kind of like, you know, th- there are 17 songs effectively and like two uh, um, interludes. And I think out of those 17, you know, you're just looking at, after after like two or three spins, I was like, okay, delete that one, delete that one, <laughs> delete that one, you know. And, and in the end, I just, I had, I'll tell you which ones I'm feeling because, you know, I, this is supposed to be the positive bit. So I do like Ganja Burn, um, Majesty, Barbie Dreams. Bed is okay. I'm actually a bit disappointed by it. Um, the one with The weekend is okay. I don't know. Run and Hide, no, not really. Chun Sway, I love the beat, but I don't think she did the, the verses justice. And I think she said it herself. She was like too tired and stuff. Which is another point. Like she just left everything way too last minute. Uh, Chun Li, I didn't actually like it at first, but it's really grown on me. I do, I do like that song. LLC is dope. Good form. People seem to like it, but I don't know if that's like, like, like the kind of like twerk anthem or something like that. I just didn't. I'm not feeling it. Um, uh, Nip Tuck. Nip Tuck's actually a decent song, but again, it's this kind of like R and B type thing. Maybe if, she, if she'd had one of those, I'd tolerate it. Uh, and then come see about me. No, it's like. Sir, the future one, no, not really. Miami, no. And then Coco Chanel is a great way to end. But like, again, you're just talking out of that. If she just cut, like, say, five songs, right, then then you'd still have, like, you know, 14 tracks and, uh, you know, two of those being interviews. And then Barbie Tings, I don't know why she didn't include Barbie Tings. Like, that's a good song. It had a video. It was a single initially, along with uh, Chun-Li. Like, why? I don't know why I just ditch it. It's just bizarre. And then and then she adds this fucking song with, you know, 6 9 or whatever his name is. And it's like, I don't know. It's just that this whole thing is, is just such a weird rollout. And she just left everything so last minute. And, and Drake did as well. But I don't think 
Drake didn't leave the, the big pieces, the big jigsaw pieces last minute. He must have done those well in advance. You know, you can't just last minute get an MJ sample, that kind of stuff, you know. So the, if it's, if it's the, MJ, that's a controversy right now. Huh? You heard about the Sony thing? No. The Sony thing where Sony had to admit that some of the new tracks that Michael they put out for Michael Jackson aren't Michael Jackson or an imposter. Well, I mean, that was a while ago, right? Now it's recent. They had to admit this. Oh, seriously? Yes. So, oh, interesting. So this might not be... I thought this was definitely him, though. This is because he did like a poor I mean, that, session or something. Yeah, that's a joke right now that it could not oh, be Michael okay. Jackson, but you never know. Never well, you never know. I mean, it's Drake as well. You never never know if he's even writing his own stuff, to be honest, do you? So, and and, and again, what you were alluding to before when she's having a go at Cardi uh, so many times on this album, oh, you know, you don't write your own things. I mean, she's she never says it explicitly, which again is a kind of like bit of a, a gutless move. I'd rather she'd just come track two, done an ether. Uh, you know, if you're actually going to go, do it properly um, or a takeover at least. And and, and like Drake doesn't write all his own stuff. So why not, you know, I don't know, a lot of double standards. Nothing makes sense on this album. And I think that's one of the biggest issues. So it's too long and, and nothing makes sense. And also Cardi B, like we did cover her in a podcast and I was effusive in my praise. I love the album. I still love it. I'm still listening to it like at least once a week, bizarrely enough. And this is no way a 2018 album compared to Cardi's one. Cardi's one is just so on point. Everything is just like so current and and it just taps into exactly what the zeitgeist is right now. Whereas, I don't know, Nikki's one, she she sounds like a... Well, she's 10 years older than Cardi B and she really sounds it on this album, to be honest. Even though her rapping is at times fantastic and she comes out with some good punchlines, but everything is like, you know, very explicit, very kind of sex talk. For no apparent reason. And 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 then it's always kind of like putting everyone else down. And you're so right. You know, if, if you are the real queen and you're wearing the crown, then, you know, at a certain point you've got to... Otherwise you'll end up like Cersei in Game of Thrones. And, um, you know, you, you should be like a benevolent queen as opposed to <laughs> as, as one who, who lives through fear. And she her fear is just... It's just seeping through every pore of her right now, whether it's on her radio show or whether it's in the rollout. She's cancelled the tour and all these kind of things. It's just constant. And it's really, it's almost unsettling to watch, except she's being so annoying. And I'm so I'm not unsettled. This isn't like with Amy Winehouse when Amy was clearly on drugs and stuff. I think Nikki's just, she she seems very spoiled, I have to admit. Maybe because she's been on top for so long. Um, I don't know. What do you think? No, I think, here's the, here's the funny thing about it. If she would have just got along with Cardi from the beginning, imagine if they had like the beat maker of the minute and had a couple of songs on the, on the album with her. Or even just one song, one big song right there. This album would have been so much different at that point if they was on tour together. Could you imagine all that stuff? If they had like if 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 she would just from the beginning had invited that girl in instead of attacking everybody, stop treating her like like Remy Ma. Remy Ma's a, a different different kind of beast than um than uh, Cardi B. Cardi B is not a battle rapper. She's not that person. If you're gonna go at Remy, then do that with Remy. But with Cardi B, if I was a, if I was in her her collective and I'm seeing Cardi B coming, I'm like, listen, you gonna be the next hot thing. We we have been out for a minute. I'm like, could you imagine the tour of of Cardi B, the Queen's tour? Like two girls from New York doing some kind. You, you have like a New York flavored tour. It'd be ridiculous. That would That's be ill. Man. And that's what I'm telling. But nobody. But she didn't have the fortitude to think about that, and her camp had had the fortitude to think about that, which says a lot. Somebody in her camp should be telling her to shut the hell up at this point right yeah. now. Listen, chill out, keep your head down low. Her her head should have kept down low once that Chun Li song came out and then hit, and she should have kept her head down low. You know what? I got to regroup and sit down and chill right now. 
and then you, I would have did a piece broken. If when Chun Li didn't hit, I would, that would been a day I'd be like, you know what? They're not feeling me right now. I would do a piece brokering with with Cardi, and then get get a song or something out there right there. Then I'm pretty sure Cardi would be if, if she came at Cardi the correct way, and and and, and after her said, listen, I'm I, I'm feeling myself a little and I have a, a real heart to heart, a real one, not some Hollywood bullshit. And like, listen, let's, let 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 squash this is going there like, some Jay Z and Nas. Not saying it's like the same thing like that, but something like that. Like, let's move on from this. And then out of nowhere on Twitter, there's an announcement. You, you see on there, you see on her feed, and you see on Cardi's feed, like we're doing a song. And then on Friday, it's like the hot song, and it comes out, and they're both killing it. Could you imagine how much hype this album would have gotten if she would have curated a little bit better? She could have easily fixed this shit, but because she's feeling threatened, blah blah blah, this and that, she gotta be the one on top. And like you said, she's older now, so Cardi's ear is to the ground right now. The kids are. You have to. You you as an artist. Have to be smart enough to keep your... And I'm not saying... Not, not do like Madonna does where she just throws people on there. And I love Madonna. I'm not shitting on her. But I'm just saying she has a bad habit of just like getting the favor of me. But not having the sound to adapt to that sound. But if she would have just kept her into the ground and saying, this is the hot lady right now. Let me do something that's creatively fruitful to have on her on the track. Not just have her on the track to fix the hot flavor in a minute. But have something that's creatively fruitful that is other times. And it's and it's a clever, and it's a clever theme that goes to the song and put it out there. to everybody be on top of it. But right now, you're on Twitter, you're doing stuff like that, and you're attacking everybody, you're firing shots at everybody else like that, and then you're just stuck in the wind. And people are waiting for you like that, and you should know, studying rap history, the moment you get on top, everybody's waiting to knock you down. If you give them reason to knock you down, they're going to take you down faster. Yeah, and in I don't know, in retrospect, we, you know, the podcast we did on Drake versus Pusha T is one of our most popular ones ever, actually. People really seem to connect with that whole situation. And I think one of the things that after Scorpion actually dropped and everything, so Pusha, Pusha destroyed Drake. There is There can be no doubt about it. He's won in like every single category except sales. But the good thing is Drake just shut up. You know, that guy, whoever the hell his name is, I can't remember his name, that that gangster guy or whatever it is just told him okay look we're gonna dead this beef blah 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 yeah kanye said look no i'm not about this let's just stop this right now so it just killed it it just killed the whole thing dead now you're not gonna get a track with drake and push a t on it anytime soon now like ever but at least it just stopped drake for two three weeks he had to go back in rewrite passages of his album but at least his album was just good at that stage already and and once his album actually rolled out, you know, you had the Michael Jackson song, you had Kiki, do you love me? And and with the, the viral dance, and which I'm sure was planted, you know, I'm sorry, like, it, okay, it could oh, be yeah. organic, but, but I, I'm, you know, these things, I don't trust that label. They're, they're good at this stuff, right? And, and I don't know, that at least everything went his way once it rolled out in terms of maybe not critically, but like I've said before, it, it was supposed to be a double album so that he could break his contract. That's what I think. So yeah, there's a lot of filler. There's really only 12 good songs out of 25, but he's actually, I think he's just trying to get off the label, which I think is a good idea at this point. Um, so, so I'm willing to forgive that bad hit rate that he has. But at least everything's gone well for him now. You compare that to Nikki's. What the hell has she been doing? There are no hits on this album. There are, there are no hits. There's like the sleeper hits. Gunja Burn, no. Barbie Dreams is really good fun, right? But actually, I'm kind of already sick of it, if I'm honest. And like, you know, she did this back 10 years ago. Lil' Kim had already done it God knows how long ago. So, and, and it's already based off the biggie thing. And then, I mean, Rich Sex, no. But The Bed with Ariana Grande, that didn't hit. That that absolutely flopped as a single. And and interestingly, her album, Ariana's album came out a week later. And it's done really well. But I mean, again, there's like, compare it to Nikki's one. It's, it's just a funny one. 
And like you said, Chun-Li, I think Chun-Li's the only top 10 hit from this, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong about that, but I think it's the only one. And I don't see anything else that's going to go like even go near the top. There's no Starships, there's no Anaconda, there's no Super Base. There's definitely nothing. And that's fine. If she doesn't want to do it, fine. But the problem is now she's complaining about, um, you know, Travis Scott and the way that he's gone over. And, and oh my God, she's absolutely, like, it's really, really dangerous for her career the way that she's doing this right now because as you were saying she doesn't have an ear to the street like cardi does and then you know especially like the kardashians or general whoever that person is that travis scott is married to or going out with i, I don't know I, I don't know these things sorry but i i presume that he is like properly locked into what the streets want what the industry is about how to you know get to where he wants to go and actually i thought his album was pretty decent i don't think it's amazing but it's a good solid seven out of ten and uh, but but Nikki's just going at him, going at the manager, this that, and she's just blaming everything on everyone else except herself. The truth is, you know, she she was like working on the album until the day before it dropped, and you can't be doing that if you're actually serious. Do you think Cardi was working on her fucking album? Yeah, the Thursday before it dropped. No man, that that they literally took a year after Bodak Yellow. And like methodically put that thing together and it's standing up. That, that album is like four months old now and I still listen to it all the time. It is a re- it's the number two album. It, she's No, I think she's the, the number two most streamed artist in the whole world this year behind Drake. And that's it. She, there's literally only Drake ahead of Cardi. And, a bigger, and this is her first album, you know. And a bigger joke is that she got upended by, 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 a, by a joke song by a girl going move. <laughs> that's Thor Thunder. That's Thor Thunder. Yeah, so there's that also too. There's also that joke. Like, so everything got taken away from her that whole entire rollout with Queen. And I guess the fact that she wanted, to, she tried to do like that. I'm throw it out there and see how people react to it, kind of thing. But I guess people were like, giving, as usual on Twitter, they usually hype everything up to no end the first day, and then after the first day, people start picking it apart. Yeah, but I, I think I think some albums are more easy to pick apart. See, what's interesting is that people didn't pick apart Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B as much. They they just said, yes, I like it. No, I don't. Yes, I like her. No, I don't. It was much more binary. But what I did notice is constantly for the next week, um, or especially that weekend, people were quoting um, certain lyrics or choruses or whatever from Cardi B constantly. Like everyone was quoting it. And even like, I know know like 45 year olds who, you know, that, uh, oh, I'm living my best life. I'm living, like, I'm living my best life has become this huge thing. And people don't re- realize that it's like that. It's that Chance the Rapper song from um, from Invasion of Privacy. It's so funny. It's like really permeated. But but I don't think Queen has not not much at all. Like no in no way comparison. And again, that's because she just left everything last minute. She sounds like you know. It's like when you're you're at school or whatever. You left your homework or coursework like till the last minute, and you're just cramming to get it in. And and that's what too much of this album just sounds like. Um, that that let's not like make any mistakes there are passages on this which are really good i mean what did you think of the eminem feature on majesty i thought it was good i mean, I mean somebody it was, it was i was watching another reviewer and they were talking about it they were and they were there's like four of them but they were all split down the way they the argument was one point at a point like the, the flow was fantastic but eminem wasn't saying anything really new so for, so as far as that like the, the eminem it said eminem flows. somebody made a point of eminem flows have been better on um on, on guest albums did on his own album revival to some extent but um but the beat was was pretty basic but i think that the thing that people are talking about was eminem's thing that's not a good thing when people are talking about eminem and not you the the, the main guy the main person who's doing the song 
I heard nobody talking about Nicki on that one, so that one's pretty decent. Said, the main one that people were talking about, I think, when it first came out was Barbie Dreams. Mm-hmm. And then it, it comes to the, the, the young head. Some of them didn't get that she was playing around. Some people took it at face value. Like she's just calling people out. Like, no, she's just being tongue-in-cheek. And, like, there was that debate for a little bit. So I think it was just those two things were the three things. And I guess Gondra Burn became a joke because Joe Button started saying, Gondra Burn, he did that shit. And then it became like a, like a backhanded comment in a sense. I think those are the three big ones. That when it, when it first came out that day, people were talking about. And like I said, Chun-Li came out and they kind of like, at least on this side, I don't know how it is on your side of the Atlantic. But it kind of like people liked it and they kind of like moved on from it a little bit after a while. Yeah, I think Chun-Li hit number 10 in the States. Um, but I don't think anything else is like threatening the, the, the billboards, basically. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's kind of similar here. I don't know. I'm just, I'm really disappointed. See, it's really, it's really hard being a Nicki fan because... She has this incredible productivity with other artists and guest features and this and that. Like, she's incredible. You know, the whole thing with she's beaten Aretha Franklin, etc. And then Aretha died um, and, then, and then sort of jumped back up again. But, you know, she, she is undoubtedly a, an amazingly productive artist, but she doesn't get the art part right a lot of the time like she gets like that productivity and jumping on songs and giving a really good performance but she doesn't like take it back into her own albums and think okay how can i make a re-? and i think that's the problem she she thinks that this is a great album she thinks this is like a pure a brilliant artistic statement especially compared to you know like cardi or whoever right it's not it's not it's really shallow there's not a lot going on under the surface and and you know, the, there are some good beats. She actually delivers a lot of really good verses here as well. And But she also does a lot where, you know, clearly she hasn't put enough thoughts into it. It was too last minute. And I think it's a shame. I think it's a real shame. But, you know, I keep coming back to it. She, like you said, she could have just solved all of these things if she... Like if she'd actually just paid a lot more attention to what was going on. And if her camp had been a bit stronger as well. And i i don't know i i think she already delayed this album by how long two months or something like that it was supposed to come out the week after kanye's album was coming out and that was back in what beginning of june so yeah it was it was delayed by two months what was she doing for two months you know in 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 the time that drake delayed his album or, or kind of you know had to sort of pause after push a t he must have done a lot man he must have been hardcore working at, at various things and, and really kind of firming up various things, rewriting passages to include his son or whatever, all that kind of stuff. I don't know what Nikki's been doing. She just left this all too last minute. And um, I think she's just taken on too much and it hasn't worked. So I'm not going to be listening to this album. I, well, I'm, I'm not even listening to it now, to be honest. I've, I've already... No, but I have. I've moved on from it. It's a shame. Which I compare this to, you know, a couple of... Well, especially her second album. Her second album... I mean, I was trying to recommend this to someone on Twitter. They were like, oh, you know, I don't really listen to Nikki Who Should I? I just said, go for that second album straight off. That first kind of 10 songs, you'll be like, wow. You know, it is dope. And it's so interesting. It was so futuristic back then. She was the future back then. She was pushing hip-hop into where into areas that it hadn't been before by anyone. And, and, and this, this is so retrospective. This is just not... There's hardly anything really, truly fresh or groundbreaking on it. And and compare that to you know I don't think Cardi's is groundbreaking or anything like that but I just think it's really well put together. It's just fun. It's just fun. It's fun, but it's it's just really assiduously well put together, and and that's what you know keeps that replay value. Um, whereas this, no, it's not. You know, it's t- it's just thrown together. It's just chucked together last minute, and it shows basically. It comes across. It comes apart at the seams, and and that's like the real problem with it. To be honest. Um, 
I mean, I don't, I don't have too much more to say about it, to be honest. Um, how about you? Nah, pretty much. I, she, she's, she's not going to do it because she's not going to do it. But she just needs to like, just chill and keep her head down low and just do something or just chill. take Because I know she canceled because I know she canceled North American Lake of her tour because Future backed out of it or whatever. She's not being able to say stuff. She needs to do something where she just needs to like, just be quiet and just chill and try to mend some bridges and then just come out with something like a small EP or something that has some quality and just like let the let the art speak for itself for once. Just put it out, just 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 do a quality five or six songs and just put it out there and just sit back and be quiet for a little bit. And then come out with a humble attitude and mend some bridges, especially mend mend some bridges with Cardi B. I would that's a big one right there. If you mend that one, you put out an artist song, she'll be right back in the thick of things. I guarantee that. But I think her ego, from what it sounds like to me, it's like her ego's not gonna let her do anything like that. So there's that. If you're if you if you have to cancel you're in North American leg of your tour, you have to sit back and reconsider something because somebody made a point that the Barbs are probably all adults by this point. This is like five or six years. Those girls who are in high school and middle school are probably either just graduating or graduated already on the college, stuff like that. So this new generation of girls haven't really listened to her like that. So there's also that problem too. You have to cultivate a new group of fans or just grow up with the fans you already have. So who knows? That's a great point because, like you know, like I mentioned before, it'd been four years since the Pink Print, and she but she is good at jumping on songs. You know, she's been on ones with um, like Ray Shermerd and stuff like that, and and even this Fifi one, whatever, all this kind of stuff. You know, she she she's always had like a decent ear for being on on good songs or remixes of good songs that are doing well. Like even Motorsport earlier in the year, but she was her and Cardi were on the same track, but they weren't in the same in the same video segments together or anything like that. Um, I mean, just to, just before we wrap up, here here are just a few of the things that she that have been going on. So obviously, we mentioned that <laughs> that that she's been taking on Travis Scott because he went to number one and she didn't. You know, she she's rounded on the whole camp. You know, going at Kylie Jenner and using their baby Stormy, Stormy. I don't know, sorry, but uh, I'm just reading this. I don't know who these people are. So, and then she's gone at the manager of Travis Scott. She's had a go at Spotify as well. She had a massive go at them. Um, I, I don't know, like, she she also had a go at journalists as well, like Wanna Thompson, um, who, who was a fan of Nikki, but, you know, went in the DMs and just, Jesus Christ, some of the things she was saying, I've got this in front of me, but just go read it. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And, like, oh, I don't know. There's just a lot that she's been doing. Plus, her, her tour's been. If your tour's getting pulled, man, come on, man. You you just got to be better than this. And um, there's too much. There's too much going on, you know. So um, I think Rashad's right. I think Nikki, you should listen to Rashad basically and just take some time, get things right, and then come back stronger. Um, and yeah, build bridges, not walls. <laughs> yeah, please. It's true. It's true, right? Isn't yes. she? And and also, do you know what? Just fucking change your Twitter password and give it to someone else, man. I think I think sometimes I really think Twitter is a tool that people they think, oh well, it got Trump to president. No, man, the Russians got Trump to president. Yes, you're just like an idiot on Twitter. Just chill. I, I will say this. Go on. I will say this. I think I think for the next three years, all celebrities, people in the entertainment industry, should take a three year break from Twitter. And let it sit. Just, just, just do your thing. Just go back to the old days of the '90s and 2000s, where you didn't have contact with your fans. Just chill and just find. Keep if you want to contact your fans, keep it on your own personal website. Have your fans come to your area, and then you deal with them stuff like that. Because right now, I'm seeing the last couple, the last couple of months, it's not helping these artists at all. 
it's just it's, it's really not no it's not and it's, there's a kind of arrogance there as well because i can completely understand nikki's 35 now whatever she's 35 36 you know she she's probably thinking look i'm a grown woman i'm literally one of the most successful artists of all time at this point in in a lot of parameters why the hell should I have like social media management? I'm a grown woman. I can just use Twitter myself and I, I'm brilliant at doing this and interacting with my fans. But the reality is actually, I think sometimes, you, yeah, I think Drake's good at doing this. Like he's good at locking down for a while. Even Kanye, even Kanye started doing it. You know, he'll go like six months without using Twitter. Yeah. And then, okay, he'll come back for a month and you know, he's trolling and stuff like that because he's basically going to promote his album or someone else's album or his shoes or whatever, yeah? And then he goes off again. He's gone off again now. You know, he's, ba- he's basically tweeting once a week or something. Just do that. Be a bit more responsible. And, and I, you know, it's just getting her into trouble. If Twitter's getting you into trouble, just get off Twitter for a while, you know? And this is where her, she needs a manager to step in and just be like, you know, MIA's not even tweeting anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> if MIA's not tweeting right now. <laughs> that is oh, true. Man, her, that her is documentary true. comes out next month right yeah but I don't, it's not anywhere near me i'm pissed off oh uh, it's just it's been ages Why? i'm just it's yeah. crazy she, 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 i think it'll be in central london or something so but there must be something in new york right right yeah but i got all this movie stuff i gotta deal with some stuff we'll see what happens we'll see we'll see what happens yeah yeah um we'll definitely come back for that if we can oh, yeah, manage time. to see the mia documentary that is one for sure um, we're closing in on 100 episodes, so we're, we're almost there, uh, which is a, a good achievement in itself. Um, but yeah, anyway, Nicki Minaj, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much done with that. So um, in all ways, <laughs> in every single way. So um, yeah, don't forget to check us out on uh, Transatlantic Rebels podcast on Facebook and T underscore Rebels on Twitter. And it's goodbye from Rashad and myself, Jessel. Peace. Peace.